Hello, Sexy Sunday. It's the best day of the week because I get to share a convo with you about sex, relationships, and being the most free and confident version of yourself. I'm big on making my own rules and normalizing these kinds of conversations because I believe that the more we talk about it, the better sex we're all gonna have because we'll be more educated and hornier. We walk around and hardly broach this topic in our normal lives, but I'm trying to change that. This is storytelling that's entertaining as hell, that will leave you laughing and gasping, introducing ideas that'll change you and break you open to celebrating your sexy self. Come with a curious head and brave heart, and let's play. I'm Bonnie Weeks, and this is gonna be fun. Welcome back, sexies, to the podcast. Today, I am really stoked about this conversation with my friend Tara, because as somebody like herself who works with so many people uh, in regards to their body, and I think that it gives a, you know, and, and then a personal journey as well, I think it gives a really powerful opportunity for us to have this conversation where we have so much interaction with other other people and their feelings about their bodies. And we're here to talk about sex. So there's kind of bodies involved. <laughs> so welcome Tara LaFerrera to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am a little nervous, but I'm ready to go. Perfect. I mean, this is excited and terrified at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but let's jump right there. I I really just have been thinking about this with with you and this idea of body image and and people with fitness and and coming to fitness. And I know you've shared before you're like working out is going to make your sex better. Oh my god, yeah. It makes a lot of things better, especially strength training. But it definitely makes your sex better because gosh, for so many reasons, the endurance side of it the having the strength you need to be able to get into positions that you want to get into, but also just like feeling good in your actual body. When you finally strip the clothing and get down to it, you're like, it doesn't matter if the lights are on or off. It doesn't matter if there's, you know, the windows open and people can see inside. It's like when you're in the act, it, you are just in so much more in tune with your body. And I do feel like strength training and working out in general just gives you that confidence and ability to just completely and truly be yourself in that moment. Why do you think that is? Because if you can do the things you do in the gym, like if you can squat your body weight or you can do a pull-up or you can do, you know, the heaviest deadlift you ever did, like why can't you have a great relationship with yourself and with your body or with your partner? Why can't you love the body that you're in? Um, I always try and relate it to like, you can show up for yourself there. So like show up for yourself in any other way. And when people actually put those two together, they, you you feel like you can do, do as much as you want. You could start a new business. You can stand up for yourself. You're like, I have so much more confidence because of the ability the workout gave me. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's interesting. So I'm just reflecting even on my own kind of movement journey and especially like my step into both strength training and yoga, 
which mm-hmm. so I found strength training a little bit before yoga, but just I think that way of of belief in self. And even when you're saying like start a business, do the thing, <laughs> like yeah. yeah. I mean, this podcast is three years old right now. Or no, sorry, not this podcast. My other podcast, I've been podcasting right now for three years, and I think even of that, like sharing a podcast. So this belief in self, I think, is uh, kind of pivotal. <laughs> Yes. Congrats on three years, by the way. Podcasting is one of those things that I've been wanting to get into for forever, but I just, that's the one thing where I'm like, I can deadlift all these things. Why can't you start a podcast? Like tell myself that, you know, like put it in this brain, like do the thing, but it's this, like, it feels so much more far-fetched than it needs to be. I'm like, Bonnie is like a really great example of like just doing the thing and been doing it for three years. So congrats. Thank you. And also, I don't know. I think we should all show up in different ways. Yes, that is very true. And, and so it's easy for us to like shame ourselves. At least I find, I find this myself where I'm like, body, why aren't you doing this thing? Yes. <laughs> and so I don't know, which like all also leads into all these conversations, but I think it's, I, I've tried to, I've tried to give myself a little bit more grace recently and be like, it, I guess it's not what I'm supposed to do right now, or this is not mm. actually what I, maybe it's not really, I really want to do if I'm not choosing it. That is, I mean, and if we're leaning in towards the sex talk, it's like, sometimes I'll like be in the moment and I'll think of something else and I immediately get out of the moment and I'm like, body, get back in this, do what you're presently doing. And I just like, can't get there, which can be the same as podcasting can be the same as your workouts. Like not every day is the same. Not every lift is the same and being okay with that journey and the evolving of it is the hardest part, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how long have you been married for now? One year and two weeks. Yeah. And how long have you been, how long have you been with your husband? Um, eight years. Um, so how has sex changed in eight years? That's a, that's a time gap. So much, so different. I mean, even like I'm 33 now, we were 25 when we got together. It's like, I don't know if you ever think back, I'm sure you do think back and be like, I think back like 18 and like my twenties and now I'm in my thirties. And it's just so different the way we think about body image, the way like I view my body, but also what I feel comfortable with, but also how now I can feel like I can ask for more and want to try more things and do different stuff. Um, but I mean, like when we first got together, it was doing it all the time, very quick, very like, you know, it was just like, let's do it. Let's at any time. It didn't really matter. And it, and it wasn't as much like of the pleasurable trying to, you know, make sure both of us were very engaged at the same time. Um, but we just did it so much more than now I think of like been together eight years. It's like, it, it fades a little bit here and there. I mean, some months are better than are uh, more than others, but it's definitely more along the lines of like, um, we're satisfying each other. It's, it's in different ways. We're open to exploring different things. And we're also open about talking about these kind of things too. Like we didn't in the beginning and for like years probably. And now it's like, all right, let's talk about it more. What do you want more of? What do you want less of? What can we try? Let's go to the sex store. Let's do other things. 
Did that feel like that happened at the same time for both of you or did one person lead that? I definitely led that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just feel like in general, I'm more open about it. I think it's just, I I mean, we came from very different backgrounds, but um, even he actually talked a lot more about sex growing up than I did. But I think because for me, it was so restricted that when I went into college and got in my twenties and now I am who I am and as open as I am because of that, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, Oh my God, you can't have sex at 16. You get on birth control. Like you are the only girl in the family, like very strict, very curfew. Those are messages that your parents would tell you. Yes. Like very, very much. And then as soon as I left the house, it was like, let's take off my pants. <laughs> let's get it done. Like, you know, I just, I was. So you didn't have sex the whole, girl. like in high school when you're, I parents. did, I did, but it was, you know, I didn't really tell my mom, my parents about it at all. And so just even talking more openly about it has been really nice in a lot of ways with my partner and with other people and family and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. So was your family, were they really religious or is this just like, you know, I, I grew up, yeah, I grew up Catholic. I was also the only girl of, I have three brothers and it was like, it was the very boys will be boys mentality, unfortunately. And I was just like the only girl and they just expected more of me. And I, felt like I was a little bit more sheltered than they were. Um, but yes, grew up Catholic, um, very conservative family, but, um, I wouldn't, I don't know if it would be like super religious. It was more just like, you're the only girl. Don't, don't do that. Don't make us look bad. Mm, that's not yeah. pressure. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me. When I think back about it now, they're expecting more of me. And then they're like, don't make us look bad. Okay. When I, when you think back about it, you're like, Oh, wow. But I mean, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't go through that either. So I'm appreciative of it. Yeah. I I think the same way about all of my childhood too. I'm like, no, like I'm happy for it because that's like, I couldn't be this, this human here without that. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. I don't know if you hear this from your family at all, but they'll be like, oh yeah, you are who you are today because I raised you like that. And I was like, I was actually raised totally different than who I am today. <laughs> like mm. sometimes I get defensive about it and I'm just like, no, it's fine. Like they, I was, I hear from like some therapists, it's like parents always, and I'm not a mom. I know you are, but like you do the best with what you have and that's what they have. So yeah. 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 My mom would always say, she's like, I tried to do it better than my mom. I hope you try to do it better than me. And exactly going like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, who's a perfect parent out there? Oh my no gosh. one. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. because teenagers are wild. <laughs> oh my, I can't even imagine. You have one or two teenagers now. I have two and almost a third. Yeah. 16 and 14. Oh, and then your 11 year old. Yeah. Yeah. The 16 and oh, boys, right? Yeah. Boy and a girl. Yeah. <sighs> Teen boys. <laughs> well, he's driving now. And yeah. I don't know. It's, it's exciting. Like it, it really is exciting because I think yeah. there's so much 
I think as a parent that I'm holding for their emotional, like it's talking about sex, it's talking about politics, it's talking about drugs, it's talking about relationships and yeah. friendships. And it, like, it's all of that rather than like conversations about, do you want green beans or corn tonight? <laughs> yeah. Which is like so much more important than that bullshit, you know, that we were taught. So. Yeah. But like when you're, but I'm saying like when they're little, like it's about, you know, I think feeding them and making sure they have sleep and like, you have to be, you know, make sure that you're like, do not get run over in the street where now <laughs> like they're going to go get themselves food and they can put themselves to bed and they are not going to get run over. But now I'm like, okay, let's talk about feminism or, <laughs> yeah. or pronouns or, you know, the election or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to talk about the election though, right? Not here no, today. No, no, we're not going to talk about it at all. We're going to talk about sex. Unless, unless people are having sex, which is, you know, that, anyway, we're not even going to go there. That's already me. <laughs> oh, so when was the first time, given this childhood then, where you're like, you feel such pressure to be the good girl, to be yeah. this example for your family? Yeah. Um, when did you first learn about sex or like, what's your first memory of, of knowing what that means? Gosh, I like, I don't really know. Uh, to be honest with you, it was probably like some sort of softcore porn or something like that. Like something where I had to see it visually to understand it. I mean, like, you know, had like a very basic sex education class. Like, I don't even know what grade they do it in now. But like understanding how, what actually goes into it, probably some sort of visual TV show or something like that, that actually it's like, oh, this is how it works. But then that wasn't actually really how it works because obviously they don't show much in a porno or something, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, probably like early teens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you didn't have sex in high school. Did you? like dated anybody though in high school? I did. I was 16. I was 16. Um, and he was a year older and oh, right, cause you we, did have sex, but you just didn't tell anybody. Yeah. 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 Um, I actually like, I don't even know how it happened, but maybe I said something like, you know, how you can get birth control if you have acne. Like I had really bad, really bad skin when I was in high school. And I would just be like, yeah, I think I just like need to get on this because I have bad skin now, like 20 years later, I'm like, God damn it. I wish I wouldn't have started birth control that young anyway. But my mom was like in her head, she's like, Oh, she's probably having sex. And then had this whole talk, like you better not be having sex. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So anyways, did, um, with this boyfriend at the time at 16 and it was great. It was fun. I didn't really know what I was, neither of us really knew what we were doing, but yeah, I was 16 years old and that all happened. What do you remember from that experience? You know, I really can say that I like was so, we were so like infatuated with each other, like at mm -hmm. 16, you know, like how much can you really have at 16? Um, that I feel like it was a really good experience. I'm glad it wasn't someone that I just like didn't really know or like. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was not like the first time itself wasn't awesome, but because we were dating, we did it shortly after that and just like kept doing it, you know, like in your teens and twenties when you're just a bunny rabbit having sex every second, thinking you're knowing what you're doing. <laughs> Neither of us do. 
Yeah. 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 Mm. But I, I guess I just really, yeah, thank you for sharing. And I think the stories of, you know, either in a long-term relationship, new relationships and the way that I think that flux and flow, you know, like the way that things move and shift with like what we, how we're feeling about ourselves, what our stress level is, you know, who it is we're seeing and like watching ourselves change. Yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of love it. And it also, there are definitely hard parts within that where you're like, Oh, okay. That was, that was a piece of learning there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like when was the first time you had sex? Uh, after I got married. Oh, after you got married. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I had a boyfriend in high school, but him and I did not have sex. Although my mom was like, there was a time she like came down to my bedroom and she was so, it was so awkward. It was so awkward. Like it was like not conversations that we had, you know, we had sex at also in school. Yeah. There was one time that she had talked about how babies were made. It's like more than just me. I can't remember how many siblings were there, but they had made a video of one of my, my siblings when he, he was being born. So my mom showed us that video. As part of this conversation. Oh my gosh. She's probably like trying to get you not to do this because she's like, look at the pain that I had. No, right. But I think it was like, I was pretty young, but when I was in high school then, and my boyfriend, like, man, I, I love the hell out of him. And, um, so I was like, I'm not going to have sex, but my, my mom came down to my bedroom one day and she like sat down on the bed. She was like, asked me to come sit down. I was like, this is going to be weird. Like something is up. And so sat down on the bed and she was like, here, take these. And she just like, there's like no preface. There's no, like, there's no like conversation. So, you know, th- that felt awkward at already. And then she like pulls out like a whole handful of condoms. And I was like trying to force me to take them like from her. And I was like, that's not who I am. That's not what I'm doing. I am not going to take your condoms. And I'm like, this is the most awkward thing I've ever done. Oh my gosh. Throwing condoms at you. <laughs> right. But I mean, as far as like, you know, I'm like, good job, mom, for even, I mean, I was he- hot and heavy with him, but we had yeah. all of our clothes on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't yeah. any penetration happening. Um, and so, and knowing what I know now, I've been like 100% good job, mom, for like trying to give me condoms. Yeah. Um, so sweet of her. Yeah, truly. At least she wasn't telling you not to do it. (laughs) Yeah, I think though they didn't like him as my boyfriend very much. (laughs) High school boyfriends. I mean, does anyone? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So what right now? Like, okay, that was like stepping there, um, beginning time. So now, um, what are you exploring now? Or you're saying that you're like way more open or it doesn't have to be like at this very moment. It could be within this last little passage of time that you're like, oh, let's try this on. Like I've never done this before. And how are you doing that differently? What What's new? I'm trying to figure out if my husband actually listens to this, if he would be upset. <laughs> I'd be talking about it. He's in the office next to me. So I don't know if he can hear me or not, but I'm like, whatever. Um, okay. So for the, probably the last... I don't know, since like mid twenties now, I didn't really know much about masturbation. If I'm going to be like totally honest, I just didn't really know. I didn't really know what I was like supposed to be doing or feeling like. And so there was a lot of that, even in a relationship, I feel as though it's, uh, 
I don't know if it's looked down upon, but it's kind of like weird or like taboo to masturbate when you're in a relationship. Even some friends I've talked to about this, they're like, yeah, I, I don't really do that as much, especially with my, like, cause they're all in relationships. And I'm like, why not? It's, it's a way to get to know yourself better. And I think like for a while it was like, I was guilted. I felt shameful for doing it, but now it's kind of opened the door for my partner to join in on it. And we both have fun together with it. And it's like, I'm not as like, dare it. Like when I say in the closet, like I got to shut the door to do it. I'll just be like, Hey, I'm going to go do this. Join me if you want. Don't, if you don't want to kind of thing. Um, We've tried some different toys. We have tried a little bit of butt stuff. (laughs) Like, so there's a lot of things that I think we're both open to, but um, I think just breaking down the wall and being able to communicate more about it has been really nice. But I would say like the number one thing over the past like few years has probably been more on the pleasuring oneself side. Do you feel like the the shame that you were feeling about masturbating and perhaps using vipers, but just masturbating in general then mm-hmm. was coming from yourself? Or did you feel like there was like a uh, lack of like understanding communication between you and your partner? And was it like coming from him or was it like, just like this internal feeling? No, it was definitely internal thing. Um, and I think, I don't know. I mean, it's just hard to find a lot of education knowledge. Um, people talk openly about sex and I think it's just the guilt and shame kind of was more internal because I feel like it's always something that you have to hide or always something that I feel like I had to hide. And so if I'm doing it or or if I'm talking about it, it's like this very taboo. Oh my gosh. I don't want to be a part of this because that's keep your, I get this a lot, like on Instagram, anytime I bring this up, they'll be like, keep your private life private. And I'm like, bitch, you know, everything that I eat, drink and do during the day. Like I'm going to tell you sometimes I masturbate because people do that. (laughs) And because it felt so taboo growing up and like, I just feel like it needs to be talked about more. So I think it's more, it's internal more than anything, but it's more just, I don't hear it enough. People don't talk about it that much, I guess. Totally. Which is why you said yes to coming here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this is exactly why this podcast is here though. It's, it is talking about something that is so often thought of as taboo, but is happening for everybody. It's like literally such a big piece of all of our lives. And there isn't the education or there isn't a community or isn't there, there isn't a friend or, or family members or, or whatever it is to be able to then dive in and be like, like, what about this? Or this is happening to me here. Or do you know how to do this? And like having that be really easy around something that is so normal. Yeah. I even think about like conversations with girlfriends and I still feel like it's so like weird to talk about sex. Like it's as weird to talk about sex almost as it is like politics or money or religion. And you're just like, why do all of those have to be in the same category? Like everyone has sex it's not like a right wing left wing it's just like sex is sex (laughs) you know but it still feels like so like oh i don't want to talk about this with you it's like why not i don't know i right i need more friends like you apparently that i can just be like hey so (laughs) 
and not feel as weird 100%. about asking a question, you know, hundred percent, 100%. I think that's like, uh, as I like look ahead at my life, I'm like, yeah, let's, I just want to keep moving in this direction because I don't know. I feel like it's a different type of friendship for me. If I can, if we could just talk about those things, we're like, this is actually the real shit. This is the stuff that affects how we feel about ourselves. This is like actually talking about how we feel about ourselves and about how we are interacting with people, how we're like feeling joy in our lives and all of Mm -hmm. those things. Like, I don't know. It all weaves together. I think it's been really nice because there has been a lot of fluidity with gender and with sex, just in media in general. And I feel like that's also helped me become a little bit more open about it, but I still feel like myself and a lot of my friends are very close-minded when it comes to um, just the act of sex or the act of pleasure and experience by yourself or other partners. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and I, I appreciate your kind of bringing up the conversation about masturbation and it being something that you found as an adult, because that is the same for myself as well. And I think I really, oh, let's see. Um, maybe it's 2022, like trying to count years. Like I would say maybe the last seven years, Yeah, six years, like truly from this moment, I'm 39. This is me fighting masturbation in the past six, seven years. Isn't that crazy when you think about it? Mine is actually maybe like three or four years, really. And growing or like finding pleasure for myself was like one way. And like, I didn't know how to feel basically any of the feelings of an orgasm outside of like one specific way. And now I'm like, oh, there's this and there's this and there's this. And there's just so much more that I can do now because I'm actually so much more in tune with my body. Will you share some of those <laughs> or what yeah. that actually means? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> okay. Like this, I, I get that I'm saying this out loud, but here we are. We're on this for a reason. Um, I like for a long time, it was very, I don't know, like, I'm sure there's a better term for this, but like rubbing. Mm-hmm. was like how I would get stimulation. And now they're so like, it's um, vibrators. It's literally just using my fingers. I have never been able to really do that without like within the past, like four or five years or something. I'm like, I, I just was like, oh, I can't do this. And I would get frustrated with myself and be like, I'm not going to do it. Even with vibrators, I had them for like years. And I'm like, I just don't even know how this works or what I'm supposed to do. And now I'm like, there's lube and then there's this and even like nipple stimulation. I'm like, Oh, that's like a a new thing. I just realized I could do and that we can do together. You know, I'm like, there's so much more than what I originally thought. And I'm sure there's a million more things from there too. So it's, it's just about exploring the things that now I really enjoy. Yeah. And with your partner, cause I, I think, I mean, it's hot as hell to be like, I'm just going to sit there and watch you watch, touch yourself. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and then I'm going to think about it later by myself. So it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it did like, did he come at all or how or come at all to this kind of conversation? Like having felt that, I mean, and how did you, how did he help meet you or hold you? Like, as you're like kind of exploring this. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest for like a little while, it was very much on my own. And then one day I finally was just like, so I've been doing this 
or like I'll I would just be like or maybe we were I was out of town yeah I was out of town and we would FaceTime and do the whole FaceTime thing and he'd get excited or whatever and then I was and then just one time I was like oh I'm gonna do this and you could just watch and then of course he didn't just watch and it ended up becoming more and I think it's just I'm just a lot more open with hey do you want to do something or if not that's fine like respecting that boundary too of like my sex drive is usually just higher than he his is and so I'll like tell him and he'll like come if not he doesn't want to you know it's like it's not a huge deal yeah yeah Yeah. Hmm. I love it I think when I first started masturbating I would like mostly have used a vibrator, but I, at first, like, I think I was like, well, Hey, I'm going to do this. It's almost like, cause I didn't do that for so long. So I started masturbating when I was still married. And then I, I like would tell him be like, so I, I did that. You know, it's like almost like this, like report. Like I, like, yeah, I feel, I feel good. Just like telling you that I'm like, I'm doing this over here. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, I felt like guilty because I had like a partner and I was like, why am I not telling my partner? And then I was like, is it my, should I be telling? And then there's this weird, like internal battle, which I'm sure you had too. Oh but now gosh. I just will be like, okay, yeah, I'm doing it. I don't care. Like join or not like watch or not. Like I'm going to go do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, this is so fascinating. Um, yeah. And then now too, like I, I can, I can see that same piece for me in my journey where, I mean, I'm like, now I'll just make a picture of me. Like there's no, there's no asking for permission. There's no reporting that has to be done. Now it's just yeah. like, this is what's, this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And join if you want or don't, if you don't want to, like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wild, wild. Um, hmm. Okay, cool. Um, also then let's, I would love to hear you to talk about, um, I think I actually found Vanessa Marin therapy who like, I have like talked about her account on this podcast before, just because I love the way her and her husband show up <laughs> on the gram. They're so cute. Yes. And I think I found them because of you, because you, I think you guys did a course of theirs yes oh my gosh best month ever by the way I can't even like I'm not sponsored she doesn't pay me for this but like that sex challenge was like huge for us as a couple and this was just like a year and a half ago but I mean even as we're getting into this like eighth ninth tenth year I'm like we need some other things to spice up I also have had her on we did an Instagram live one time about just like sexual wellness is a part of fitness and wellness sex is a part of fitness. And I definitely like to have like these open conversations about it. So she's, she's come on and answered a bunch of, a bunch of questions too, but yeah, she's, she's really great. Yeah. So I think their sex challenge wasn't necessarily that you have to have sex every day though, right? No, not at all. So they have, um, and I think they might be doing it again soon, but it's, it's 30 days. They send you an email each day and it's a sexual and a sensual challenge. You can pick one or the other. The sexual can be some sort of sex acts, whether it be oral sex, kissing, you know, penetration. The other one is just more sensual. Like you're trying to, you know, massage or just like look at each other or be around each other or, you know, communicate with each other and something like that. So it's kind of just dependent on how your day is going. It could be like a sending naughty text messages, like something like that. So 
it wasn't necessarily that you were having sex every day. It was just more of that like sexual connection each day for 30 days in a row. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It was really nice. Yeah. I like that. Is that where the butt stuff came into play? <laughs> that is actually, yeah, it was probably like a year and a half. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And now it's like, Oh, maybe we need to go get some things for this. <laughs> There's also this show on Netflix um, where they like make sex rooms. Have you seen Oh it? my gosh. I just watched all of it. Okay. They, like um, <laughs> it's funny. There's one in Denver and it's like their house is like blocks away from the house we have in Denver. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, they have like a basement of a sex dungeon. We've got to go find the next time we're there. But that show, I was like, oh, I like want so many of those things. You know, like but they just like look so much fun. Yes. Um, what's what's on your top top of the list? The um like some sort of like fed like big feather, like I don't know what they're called, but it's it's just like massive and it like tickles you. I really want one of those. And maybe like a little like um, spanking thing, like a, I don't, I don't know what those are called either. But. Not like a whip, but like the, the leather square. Yes. The leather one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, what am I going through? Like, okay, what things are they spanking with? In there? Yeah. Yeah. Just like I also like I... looks nice too. I'm like, Ooh, this looks bougie and fancy. I mean, you could just hang it on the wall so that when you're talking to, to clients and you're like, this is. It's just like right here. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is an Sexual empty wall. I could just and wellness. Throw, yeah, throw it right behind me. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I, I, I want to get some, some bed straps now. I just think that would be fun. Do you have handcuffs? No. Or have you used handcuffs? No, I'm not. I haven't either. I, I like, don't know if I would like it or not. Yeah. But I'd be open to trying it. I've like, I, somebody, a friend had the, cuffs uh the bed straps that like goes underneath your top mattress and stuff and they're like they're soft around your wrists and ankles and stuff um so and there's a little bit of movement with them and so i'm like that would just be that just sounds fun i'm like okay yeah like a gentle sort of like a slight movement but fun time nothing too much nothing too harsh yes yeah. yeah i mean it's not a hard point <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's exactly. those too. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of different things out there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so let's. Uh, I wanted to talk more then and go back into. You kind of just talked about how you had Vanessa on to talk about sexual wellness and relationship to physical wellness, and I don't know. Do you think that if you look back at your journey of physical fitness and how you've thought about what your body needs to do or needs to look like or how it should perform and like then like put that next to your path of like sexual awakening or you know what that journey is how do those how do those like kind of coincide um yeah i mean when i used to do a lot of hit training and focus on um, getting sore and being exhausted and tired and just like pushing myself, like overexerting myself. I didn't really feel, I felt like I was con- kind of conforming to the people around me and I didn't really feel like I knew my body inside out. Now I can like step back and be like, 
why did you do that? Shake, shake 20 year old Tara. Why'd you do that for so long? Um, but now I'm, you know, I'm working on a little bit, I'm working at less, I'm feeling better and stronger in my body and feel so much more in tune with my body. Like I know exactly how food movements, um, sleep sex is going to make my body feel. It's like, I feel just so much more in tune with it because of the work that I'm putting in the gym. And I think that's what I, I try to preach as much as I can with my clients is like, if you stay consistent and if you put in the work in there, like it's going to show up in so many other aspects of your life without you even really knowing it. And I think as I've been become more open with my sexual wellness, I've also become more open and in tune with understanding how my body feels within movement too. Mm, that's interesting. I, I think of that as like as a story space where you're like, okay, you're literally saying words out loud. You're like, oh, I guess I'm saying this right now, right? And like yeah. that awareness then of how that feels of what's true to you and then how that's then reflected back to the gym. So it's not just like a one-way street. Like you can go both ways for like both sexual, physical, physical, sexual. And it's all it's all the same, right? But- yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I think also that just comes with like, getting older and feeling like I appreciate my body more. I think when I was younger, I just would just like do the things and I wouldn't really know why I was doing it with sexual wellness and with, you know, going to the gym. It was like, I've been a trainer for 10 years. I know what is movement and I know how to move my body correctly. But I think because I was in a lot of group classes. I was in a fitness industry that was, you know, a ton of different people. I was around a lot of different, a lot of different trainers, but all very similar. And so I would kind of conform to that. That's how my um, fitness journey was. And because of that, other parts of my life, like Mm -hmm. sex, I just didn't even really think about because no one really talked about it. And I was also so exhausted from the workouts. I didn't really just know myself or my body that well, but now I'm like thirties. I'm like, Oh yeah, I feel good now. I feel like myself. I feel like I know who I am a lot more. Oh my gosh. There's so much good in there. Yeah. Like you feel like you're conforming to other people and then being like, Oh wait, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> I seriously, I mean, I would think like, I can't remember when we first met because I know we've been um, in touch for a long time, but one of our, when we first met was a while ago, right? Because mm-hmm. we, um, I saw you last, last summer. Yeah. Last I mean, summer. I've been, we've been the same orbit since like before you were on the cover of oxygen. Oh, like way before that. I would say it's been like five plus years, but even, yeah, yeah, like a long time ago, but I think back about like, even at that time, I was so different. I actually might've been in my yoga journey because I became a certified teacher. That was five years ago. And I was like really into that and then kind of phased out of that. And now just, I just think about how much I've changed as a trainer, but also just as a human being, I just feel so much more comfortable and confident in my skin. I think so much of what you surround yourself with is Mm. makes that (laughs) makes that happen. Yeah. Mm. It has been a while. And I think that is 
I think you're right. I think that the people around us, and especially when we're younger, especially when we're trying to like make a name, if it's within the industry, right? And I, I yeah. think again of my kids right now, where <laughs> my 16 year old is like, what is life? And who do I hang out with? And who do I try to be like? And who, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, just you. Just- I know, but it's so hard as a teenager, right? And you're 20, like, I wish I had someone that would be like, just like, so like, be yourself. Like I, it's so much harder said than done, like, especially as a teen or like in college or even like starting something new, you're learning from other people around you. So you automatically become that, right. That you just, you just are a product of your environment. And so it's a lot harder to to be the outcast. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, there's a part of imitation that we all play, right? Like we yeah. talk about that when we step into a job or, or a new, new thing. We're like, okay, like how do we do this thing? I'm learning how to do the thing before I, I learn what I want to do with the thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think with sex, it's like, you, I, how, who are you learning from besides yourself? Right. And if you're and your partner, I'm like, <laughs> that's the same. You're like, we need some outside sources to come and. <laughs> I know. And then you're like, talk about taboo. You're like outside sources. Like, yeah, let me just send in my form check on this real quick. <laughs> Can you imagine if you said. This is going to be your send- next TL method. Probably. <laughs> Don't say that out loud. <laughs> form check. Just joking. It's not. JK, that's not actually happening. Don't send me form videos of you having sex. Um, that would be weird. I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a job. But also not because then it's like, maybe you could actually, you know, there's been some positions that I'll see, you know, a book of something or like Vanessa will post some like positions or something that you should try. And then you go and try it and you're like, the fuck is this supposed to be? I'm not, I don't feel anything. I don't know what's happening. Like what is going on? And it's like, well, maybe if you actually did have some sort of video course form something that it Mm -hmm. wouldn't be as weird, but I don't know. And it's hard to say. But I think too, it's like, know think about the way that we kiss when we're like super in the moment and like chemistry is high Mm -hmm. versus like the way you kiss when it's like high stress and you're just like okay we're gonna do the thing okay bye okay see you yeah very true like totally different so if so if it was a moment be like let's try this position yeah (laughs) if you're like yeah yeah. I'm like, in a, we're on like a zoom call. I'm like, all right, Teddy, you got to come over here. We got to try this while someone's watching me. Like that just like wouldn't happen. Okay. Well, you know, I volunteer if you do need that. <laughs> just watch, let us know what you think we should do next. That's like, I'm just going to start an only fans by that point. I'm like, might as well just like put my shit on mine and make some money from it. There you go. <laughs> it's like, I, I think everybody right now is like, should I start an only fans account? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can make some really good money. Yeah. <laughs> the gig. I think that you could do, because there's so many different genres. So totally. you're already, you're already working out. So just you just work out naked. <laughs> Post the videos. There you go. I'm not doing that. You guys, I'm not going <laughs> to have it only fans. Don't send me an ETL method forum videos of you having sex, and I'm not going to agree to only fans. One time, I did this like way back when OnlyFans was like big, starting to get big, like in the pandemic, I posted a photo of me and I was just like pulling my boobs. Like, I'm, you know, we both have very flat chested. So I'm just like going like this 
And I said, click here to get in OnlyFans. Or like, it was just, you know, the click button for like, join my OnlyFans. And it was like to TL method, you know, of course it wasn't like my actual page. I got more clicks on that than like literally ever in my entire life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I tricked them, but they were in it. They were really excited. Okay. Well, if training doesn't work out. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> now you know. Yeah. Um, Okay. But I want to go back to training because I think you said something really important. And I have had so many conversations with people who practice yoga. So you can talk to yoga or talk to working out either like all the things, but actually I would just say yoga for a minute. I I know people who will do a yoga practice at least twice a day. And so that's like a full hour. Like they'll even like go sweaty yoga, like power sweat yoga twice a day every day of the week and why, I, think about that. I think about like then people who are like i'm doing two a days that's what i'm doing with my life or i'm gonna do this run this and i think there was yeah. a time in my life where i would go for a run and i was working out and i was doing yoga and i also was like i didn't have a job and my kids were really little and it was like my outlet of like so I'll do, it's either I'm doing this or I'm doing the dishes. This sounds like more fun than doing dishes. So I guess I'll do yeah. that. Yeah. So I think there's some wiggle room in that and this like, kind of, you know, I don't know, exploration, but at the same time, like I also have talked to people who are in the state of also like those two a days and like so much focus and I don't know. I don't know if you have some thoughts about this, but I, as you were talking about how you're working out less, you are feeling your body more, you are feeling more in tune with who you are as a person, who you are as a sexual being, like what you want, are able to speak up for what you want and need. And Mm -hmm. also then like this um, experience of slowing down truly. And what's that's given you. And I don't know if you've watched people in any sort of transformation in your coaching that maybe they have had, you've been able to like witness this as well, where it's like, there's so much push, so much push. And I I think I've thought like, can they even see, can they see what they're doing? Can they see already what they're achieving? And I guess like, that's my hope is like, I hope that they can see that that it doesn't have to be so much. It's already like, it's a lot of what the, they're already doing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of women feel this in general, like the more they work out, the more they sweat, the more sore they are, the more exhausted they are after a workout, the more they do, the better the outcome they're going to have. When so many of my clients, I'm actually giving them less to do And so they're freaking out because it's longer rest periods. They're having more days off. They'll be like, I just did some jumping jacks in between because, you know, I felt like I had more time on the rest timer and I didn't need that long. And I'm like, I promise you just have to trust the process. And once you actually trust the process for four or six weeks, you'll see that switch but it does take time. It's a huge mindset change going from two days to three days a week total. I probably wouldn't even start someone off of that off like that because it's like, it's just like progressing, you know, 1%, 5% week over week, they would be like regressing, you know, maybe take one day that you do less and then maybe two days that you do less and you keep kind of taking off because 
it's like you can't, I mean, some people can, but like quitting anything cold turkey or restricting something fully out of your life is so much harder than doing it at a very sustainable way. So yeah, I mean, it's a huge mindset shift that changes a lot of things within your life, but it's like trusting the process is the most important and most not talked about unsexy thing, but it's the most valuable thing of any of anything you do really. Yeah. Ooh, I love this. I love this. I love this because like this, I feel like jumps right back to where you were talking in the beginning where you're like, okay, all of a sudden I'm thinking about something else and I, now I can't get in into the mindset. Right. Yeah. Like it, this is the process. This is like, you're like, like digging through and like trying to like make it easy. And, and it's maybe not known and maybe it's like new depending on where you're at. And, and I, I love this example of, it will be so hard to go from two days for like, you know, six, seven days a week to three days, one day, like <laughs> the intensity of that difference is wild. Yeah. And also the thing that I'm hearing in that is there is so much time back. Yeah. If you all of a sudden, you know, if you work into that system where like, you're still like, you're still making gains, you're still progressing towards goals, but all of a sudden, all of that time that you were spending can now be for something else. And perhaps then when there's like that shift of realizing more isn't better, like, yeah like doing less better is better. Yes. Quality. (laughs) Right. And that then there's like space for you to actually be like, who am I in other spaces and ways? Yeah. I I have a client right now that just loves orange theory. She just like loves going to those classes. And I was like, well, I can't give you three days a week. If you're already going three days a week there, we're not going to do six days. And she'll be like, well, why not? And so the, act of trying to then, okay, you go two days and then I'll give you two days. Then we start at four, we start at five and then we gradually decrease. And it's like, people just want this. They want what they know and they want what they like. And this can also be with sex. It's like, if you like something, you're less likely to try other things because you think it's working. You think it's good. But then when something like a resistance training workout or comes in or butt stuff comes in. You're like, Oh, well, this is fun and interesting. I don't know if I want to do it all the time, but it's a new thing that I could try and trust the process to then, you know, go that route or not. Yeah. 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 Mm, So good. Okay. Let's talk about butt stuff some more. No. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you my first experience because it's actually really funny. Um, Yes. So I was in college. I mean, when I went to college, I had a really bad experience. I've talked about this a lot on my Instagram, but I binge ate pretty badly. I gained a bunch of weight and I used to drink a lot. This is why I don't really drink anymore, but um, I drank a lot and I got into, you know, some trouble with people and got myself too drunk to do a lot of things. But anyways, one night I was um, hooking up with this guy and we're just kissing. We're just, you know, on the futon in a dorm room, you know, the door's unlocked. Anyone can come in or whatever. Clothes start coming off and he's, you know, using his hands down there a little bit. And all of a sudden 
he sticks his finger up my butt like and I can't I was so freaked out so shocked never happened in my life and I was like what and I like yell out this like huge loud scream I'm like I don't know, 18, 19 years old. It's also like a Thursday, Friday night in the dorms. Like we're like, there's all these people and I'm just freak out, scream. And I look at him and I was like, you go wash your hands right now. (laughs) And it just like stopped. And I was like, Mm. so freaked out. And I swear to you, like it was years, so many years actually after that, before I was like, you can eat you know, before a partner, I was like, oh yeah, you can try. We can do a little bit of something because it was like such a terrible, shocking experience. I was like, what am I doing? And he's like, oh, I just thought, you know, we were drunk in the moment, having fun. I was like, this is not, that's not what I wanted. So it was, it was, it was an experience that I don't wish on anyone, but it was, funny now that I can talk about it and it was fine like we're we were friends whatever was fine but I was like don't ever do that to anyone ever again yeah maybe have the conversation before you stick your finger up somebody's ass (laughs) and I had never had anything like that before and I was like I don't this is weird and then I just felt so awkward after that I was like all right are we friends after this like is this no we're not friends anymore (laughs) oh my gosh um I really I think that conversation though of I don't know, even with my lover right now, um, there was a night when we were, we were making out. It was, it was fun times headed, headed in all the different directions. And I just looked at him. I was like, I want you to stick your dick in my ass. Like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) This is what's going on. Like, will you, I, I think I said, will you, will you come in my ass or something like that? I can't remember what I said. And he was just like, yes, yes. Like I, I can't, I'm sorry, can I refuse this? No, <laughs> <laughs> you asked for it. So <laughs> right. I was like, this is what I want. Um, yeah. But I think even there is like such this taboo, I think. So mm-hmm. let me like, think about like talking about sex, but then talking about like ass sex, then we're like, okay, like this is going to be a whole different thing in a, in a way that like, it is like talked about different and and I think yeah, even just being able to say the phrase, be like, oh, it was real, that's, that felt really good when you stuck your finger in my ass the other night, mm-hmm. right? To just get to the point where maybe we could like start there, like just yeah, be able to start to say in my ass, that's <laughs> that phrase. <laughs> Not to be confused with your pain in my ass. Not to be confused with <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I just, it's... Um, I think so many people are like, they think it's for gay men only. I think that's a very, Mm -hmm. like, unfortunately, that's kind of where that subject goes first. um, When people talk about it or when people hear about it, they're like, oh, that's, that's for them, not for me when it's not, and it doesn't have to be. Um, It's also just like, there's this weird thing people have with like, poop I just think there's this like weird thing that people are like oh that's just like there it could come out at any point I don't like it's like this so it's such like a funny thing I don't know have you talked to people about this before like no keep going about talking about about poop with yeah just with with anytime you talk about like anal sex they're like oh yeah but aren't you worried about I'm like 
no, I don't, I don't think I just have like poop just sitting around <laughs> like waiting. And like, if, and also if somebody is going to stick something in an asshole, like there's also no guarantees. Cause that is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that is where you poop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, if you're saying yes, then you're also picking up that potential yeah yeah very coherently like you're like okay this is I mean this could happen and so yeah and really like uh, like I was saying it's been years and years and years that I was with a partner and he wanted to and I still like did it and then we like tried it and I didn't really like it but this you know my Kurt my husband um will be like let's do a little like outside before you go inside a little like there's just very Mm -hmm. you know progress slow at a time before it's like, you know, full throttle. But I think I'm just a lot more open to it now because I know that there is a lot of really great sensations that can come out of it too. So out and in both. both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time and also oh my gosh. In the front. It, feels, and the, it feels so good. I mean I think that, you know, I think I do have less conversations about butt sex with girlfriends, I think. You know, I mean yeah. I mean it just it does I think happen less often than any other sex. So I think so I too. Maybe maybe it's just like talked about less as well. But yeah. I don't know. A lot of my girlfriends too, they wouldn't even talk about it ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know that I've heard people who, I don't know, for you, when you are doing anal, are you, I've heard of like doggy style or like woman on top, if, if we're talking like man, woman relationship. And mm-hmm. I think for me, I've, I've enjoyed being on bottom, like missionary and like, it doesn't give, you don't like have like the lowering control, but there has to be communication regardless. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I, like I was saying, like, we haven't even gotten to that level yet. We're just like barely kind of hitting the surface and going in. It hasn't even been like full anal sex yet. Cause I'm still just like, yeah, a little like from 12 years ago, I'm freaked out that it's not going to feel good. And I'm going to scream and be like, get out of here. <laughs> well, if, if somebody just stuck their finger up your asshole, there's like no lube. There's like nothing involved. You're nothing. just like scraping up and in your butthole. Like, yeah. You have yeah, to have a scarred. You have to, I just found the best lube. Um, and sweet. Like, yeah. I'm general. And I was like, you have to have lube. Honestly, even that felt, I felt shameful for using lube. Mm. It's such a weird, like there's so many things that like I think about that I'm like, I can't be wet enough for you. So it's my fault. Therefore we have to use lube. That's what I like thought in my head. And then I was like, you know, there was just so many, there's just so many things about sex that I just like feel like are so uninherently guilt or shame ridden that I just wish wasn't a thing. But I remember when I like, I was like, oh no, 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 we don't need that. And it's like very obvious that we did, but I was like, no, no, I'll, I'll get better. I'll do better. <laughs> it's so stupid. And then your badge gets ripped up and you're like, uh, he's sore. <laughs> and this sucks. Like it's not even fun. And I them too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, there's this lube I found is called Beloved is the brand. It's a, I don't know how new it is, but um, like the package is like for the sophisticated woman. So I think that they're really nice. trying to gear towards like older women as well. Um, it comes in this like nice little bottle. I don't know. It's like super pretty and it's okay. a, it's like super silky, but not sticky at all. And Boom. I like that. I don't know. It's really nice. And I think you are one of the people speaking then of, of this, that I think said so long ago, you wear underwear with your spandex mm-hmm. and you were like saying that. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like that's so annoying to wear underwear with spandex. I'm just going to wear my spandex. Now I'm an underwear with spandex. Oh my gosh. Now because, she is. <laughs> oh, I, and I have been for a while, like for a while. Cause then like I put them on, I'm like, my lips are not being rubbed by any seams if I wear underwear under my spandex. Yeah. I, I will. I, like there's very, very random times where I don't wear underwear at all, but like I have to, like, there's just, I need some sort of something there. But whenever I talk about this, Bonnie, I actually, I want to talk about it again on my Instagram because people go nuts in the comments. They're like, oh my God, I can't, they're either on this camp or this camp. And I've been very much underwear for a long time. I've like tried it here and there, but I have a couple of friends that are like, that is so ridiculous. Why would you do that? You're wasting. And I was like, no, no, I don't don't want things coming out. Sometimes I'll randomly get really horny in a workout. And while I'm doing hanging leg raises, you want my, just to be flowing out. And just like, you're like, I'm juicing now people right now. I'm like <laughs> I'm wearing yellow leggings today. This would show for sure. Oh, I can't wear any colored leggings anyway. I'm like, there's too many lumps and bumps. I'm like, you could just see my full, like badge. If Everything. I yeah. yeah. So like, wow. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's, I think too, I didn't, I don't know. I don't think I thought of it as non-rubbing, like that it would prevent that. And once I yeah. understood the benefit of like, okay, like if I don't, if I don't care, if I'm like Jason in my pants, or whatever, or if I'm getting turned on or, you know, yeah. Or if I, I'm not worried about crotch stink because leggings do not hold up because yeah. they're, they're hugging you. Right? So yeah. I'm like, whatever. But once I put them on and realized, because everybody's labia is different. Totally. Some people, outer labia hugs everything in and you're like, all the lips are really protected up and in there. Yeah. yeah. That is not what I've got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so something I found with lube, then like kind of and like talking just letting lube be like part of our conversations is I will use that lube like almost on the daily, just like rub it on my labia and like on the, just on the inside opening of, of my badge. And it like any irritation of rubbing, not there then. Interesting. So I like you, you do that product. Interesting. So you'll do that before, like you put on leggings. Or just put on underwear well, leggings in general. Or regular pants. Yeah. Just like, I'll be like, how, how should I put on any loop today? How's, how's the badge? No, okay. <laughs> but otherwise, most of the time, like I will just, uh, it, it feels good. Like I, it doesn't, there's no, there's no like dryness. There's no, and even if it's, and even if I'm not super dry, there's just like, a, <clears throat> it's a, it's just, again, a nice product. I've been doing it before this product, but this is my, my it's like, it's like 
labia chafing, like chafing, you know, like your thighs. Yeah. And like, That's I really love a dick in me and there's a lot of rubbing. So if I want to, that to be so repetitive, then I've got to protect. <laughs> that is very true. And yeah. other times. Oh my gosh. I would have never thought of that actually. Sounds great. There's this one product that I actually worked with a while ago. Um, it's called Vela Science, but it was like a, a sponsored post, but I use it all the time now because it's like, I don't know what's, I honestly don't know how it works or what's in it, but you put it on before like 15, 20 minutes before you want to have sex or do whatever. And it's supposed to like stimulate more feelings down there. Okay. It is incredible. I like, sometimes I'll forget that I have it and I'll just be like, I'll just like put it on and be like, Oh, damn like I know I'm horny but now I'm like really horny what I know it's like it's crazy I can't I can't remember exactly what the name of the thing was but it's called Bella Vela Bioscience okay. Bio something like that I'll have to send it to you after this but I was like no, I'm writing this down I'm like we're gonna try this I, like, I forget that I have it sometimes because I worked with them so long ago and then I just like had it in my drawer and I was like oh damn this is nice Amazing. <laughs> so if you ever want like it up an extra notch either recommend. okay well yeah. and i'm excited for your your butt sex journey here so <laughs> lube I'll, I'll keep you updated i'll send you some form checks <laughs> seriously <laughs> i do enjoy being on the bottom i think there's like i like the eye contact though regardless yeah like, you know i think in that moment because like you have to go slow like if someone's gonna put their dick in your ass like you have yeah. to go slow with that totally and it has to be lubed but like and then you know you like gets to a point where you're like okay wow okay and then it like then he's in and then you're like oh 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 it's still still slow but yeah 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 you're like oh oh (laughs) favorite favorite position right now though um is in a chair or like some sort of without arms with him sitting, me sitting on top with legs around. That's like yes. top fave right now. Yes. Well, because you can rub yourself on him really well at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. And I still get the kissing and the looking and the, yeah. you know, we both can like vibe with each other. I feel like with like doing it how you said or being under stomach or, you know, doggy style or something, I don't get as much out of that. And I feel like more men do and it's more for them this could be a very generalized statement but i personally don't get as much from it when you this might sound weird but when you masturbate do you stand or sit or lay more often i don't think i've ever done it standing can you do it standing i mostly do it standing fully standing up with both feet on the ground yes In my closet, actually. Well, my closet is a big closet. It's connected to my bathroom. So I usually like can see myself in the mirror. Okay. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's a padded space. That's where I keep all my toys anyway. And if I, okay, okay, okay. that I'm like, I've never done it standing the whole time. I'll like, maybe I'll start and then I'll like sit down or lay down, but there is something like, and I don't know, sometimes I'll, I'll ask my husband asked, I'll be like, do you ever like look at yourself and kind of just like get turned on? And he's like, no, why would I do that? And I was like, oh, sometimes I'm like wearing underwear or swimsuit and I'll be like, damn, you look good. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just like feel turned on with myself. And I'm like, yes. I feel like that's a huge like shift of my body, my body confidence, my body image that I'm like, damn, you do look good. Okay, let's do something about this kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I I think there's a piece of like the body piece and then also dressing yourself. Yeah. Um, I think dressing yourself is like, is probably also not talked about a ton. Um, I think sometimes I look in my closet, I'm like, okay, Bonnie, what is going to make you feel sexy today? Yeah. Let's put that on. Um, yeah. And which can look wildly different from day to day. Um, yeah. But also, I don't know. I'm stoked for you. I'm stoked for you that this is where you're at. I mean, also knowing you're like, okay, it was party time, <laughs> like doing these things to my body to now being like able to look in the mirror and say, okay, now let's, we got to do something with this. Right yeah. Now. I am yeah. turned on by you and you are me. Like, I know. Are doing this? But then I like, think that's so like, cool. That's so That's cool. like, but then I like, I think it's just like this, I have this like internal guilt thing. And I think it's probably because of family and just like some dynamic growing up, but sometimes I'll do that and I'll like feel really good afterwards. And then I'll be like, man, that was like, that felt very selfish. That felt very like, who am I to like be so obsessed with myself? I don't like, there's just like this weird thing where I go back and forth. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm the shit. Like I want everyone else to feel this. Like, I can't believe I could just like have this confidence and like, oh my gosh, yes. And then afterwards I'll be like, oh, what am I doing that to myself? I don't this weird internal battle mm. back and forth a lot. And I think it's, it stems from a lot of guilt I felt just like growing up. Yeah. 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 It's weird. For sure. Well, and stories that were told that we have to look a certain way or do yeah. a certain thing, or like that there's a constant change that needs, actually this is that there's a constant change that has to happen. Yeah. In order for value to be found. And so if we instead were to say, I see you in the mirror right now, yeah, this is the good thing going on. That doesn't mean we can't change. It just means that we also acknowledge like how we're actually showing up. Yeah. Very true. And, but I, I totally hear you on I totally hear you on this too, because I think that is what I think about too. I'm like, why am I doing this podcast? Like, why do I feel like it's important to have people tap into like, what does sexuality mean? Mm-hmm. What is like, what does that mean for a person? Like, why do we talk about sex? Why is, why is sex good for us? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and why does you feeling like the shit? Why is that like so important? And is because it is connected to everything else. Mm-hmm. And so if and it isn't very much unlike what you're doing with people in the gym. And if you're like, if you can feel good in yourself, like what type of good can you bring to other people? What type of good can you bring to your family and to your communities and to the world and to like your workplace and to your dreams and what else would be born in the world? Because you suddenly believe that you have something to offer Mm -hmm. to yourself first and to others. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like you just believe in yourself. You're like, okay, I've got something here for, for me. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes sense that it's also this, I don't know, tricky conversation in our heads. Mm -hmm. It's all up here, which is with most of my clients, most women I talk to in general, it's like so much of what we believe is true is all in here. 
it doesn't matter if it's true or not like in front of us but it's like the mindset shift is harder than anything else I would say it's harder than doing your first pull-up it's harder than deadlifting twice your body weight it's like if you can't change it here if you think that you you know can't ever do something or you feel as though this is not meant for you having sex or pleasuring yourself like if you don't feel that in yourself that that is a true thing how will that be a reality and I think that's it's the same thing as putting reps in the gym it's like keep putting reps in your mind of that will come and you might have some dips and you might have some, you know, it's a roller coaster ride of emotions, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Well, and also one is this willingness to, hmm, I think I want to use the word celebrate. I think perhaps we have been not, we, it hasn't been part of a story that's maybe regularly told to celebrate ourselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like when I see different women, um, I actually, I see a lot of, I will see it in a handful of black women. I've seen do this on Instagram. Don't really see it with white women, but I've seen it with some black women where they're like, show up and they're like, I mean, beautiful as hell, successful, you know, just wonderful human beings where they show up and they're just like, I'm the shit. Like, I am amazing. Like I am so beautiful and this is how I'm going to arrive in the world today. And I just like look at them and like watch them and they're like, just, they're not doing it. They're not saying anything where it feels like it's shaming anybody else that they have to be anything else or that they have to be them or, or anything. It's like truly them being like, I have arrived today and this is, this is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And there's something so powerful about that it's like, yeah. how do we like take that power and put that in in all people how do we do that and say like i'm going to celebrate this and be like this is how i'm arriving in the world today and that does not mean that there's not room for anybody else actually i love it if you did the same thing or said the same thing mm-hmm. and like let's celebrate that instead of saying there's one more thing to change yes gosh I love seeing those videos though. I know what you're talking about. They're like, I am here. I am powerful. I am free. And I'm like, yes, girl. Mm-hmm. And then I try and take that energy, but it's hard to like, just stick it with is. that energy. It really, <laughs> yeah. it really is. It really is. And I, I yeah. feel like there's like a whole posture with it. I don't know if this makes sense, but like the way that somebody walks, like literally walks across the room, like that could, it's like, that could be a whole turn on for me. <laughs> Yes. Like the way you're walking in the room. Yes. Like there's like a a saunter to that that can be, right? But if somebody is literally trying to make their body smaller versus to make their body taller, and and that could be conscious and unconscious and definitely plays a piece. You know what else I've been loving is um, voice. Mm. Like, Like a very soothing sexual voice is like so amazing. That's such a turn on for me too. You were saying like talk, like walking in, in a room, like, um, are you on TikTok? I don't really participate. There's this, um, do you watch anyways, there's a sound going around and it's literally, it's just, it's an interview and it's a real interview, but they're using the sound in different ways on TikTok. But there's this woman that's just talking. All she's saying is like, this is the name of my favorite drink. And every time I hear her voice, like, oh my God, this is such a 
beautiful sexual mm-hmm. voice. Like it just feels like a turn on. And so sometimes I'll like literally find, try and find podcasts or audiobooks with like voices. I really like, even though it's not even, I don't even care about the book. I'll just like, like to listen to the voice. Like, ah, oh. oh, this is amazing. I could just listen to you talk all day. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find because everyone's very different in the kind of voices you like, but it's nice when you do find one. Yeah. Well, AMS, ASMR is like kind of exploding right now. So ASMR though, teach me more about that. Is that just like sounds of different things or is that voice too? That's my understand. Well, it, it just sounds, but it, inclu- it can include voice. Okay. But it's usually very quiet. Like it's okay. Up, it's up close. It's like breathy. It's like, like you, there's texture too. Okay. That's, that's what I think of with ASMR, but um, like there's a texture and it, which invokes almost like a feeling then because of that, which could be a feeling that's, you know, I think of like something that's really gloopy or sticky sounding, right? Like that's going to yeah. <laughs> create some feeling versus yeah. like somebody close whispering that feels like they're tickling your ear right next and, to you. and telling you like what they're going to do to you sexually. Like those are going to be different sensations. <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> yeah. But I also see like, I mean, is AM- ASMR also like shredding paper or like you know, I've seen like, um, like a soap bar. If you like squish a soap bar or something like that, that, that can be the same too. Yeah. yeah. I've saw this one. I don't watch a lot of YouTube, but I had this one kid that was, um, not one of my kids, another friend's kid show me this one I watches. That's all about this guy who makes bread and then just breaks the bread over the microphone. And so it's the sound of bread. Oh, wow. Okay. And him like then kind of talking softly about the bread yeah he's probably got millions of followers like i'm probably listening to him he's like breaking his bread oh you want a piece of this bread right like yeah i do it's it's usually like a uh like a slower talking though and so i think if if you did an asmr of sex with it included talking you know it's very much not going to be like like pounded out 20 year old sex it's going to be like slow yeah find it yeah yeah do you uh, speaking of do you like music (laughs) do you like music or like to listen to something while you're in the act I don't think I have a have to yeah I don't think I have a have to but I like something even if it's like just the fan or like something in the background because I can't even sleep with silent like silence to me is like deafening but I was thought way about science too, but I now I do the pillow face smash. The pillow face smash, like on yourself, <laughs> or on. I say this is part of this conversation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so um, I ditched my pillow a long time ago. Oh my gosh, this is this is the sexiest way to sleep. That's this what this is. <laughs> I just went for a long time ago because like my neck was hurting and I was like, oh, you don't sleep with a pillow at night. I I, I do. I do. Like I'm just, I just didn't sleep with a pillow for a long time. And I was just like head floating around on the bed and just embraced it. I know, I know. But eventually then I went back to a pillow, but I always, even when I was a kid, loved a pillow that was almost basically flat or you could like kind of dig out the center. So your head can sit almost down on the bed. 
And okay. then the and then the sides of it are kind of up around your face. And I somehow in this pillow experience is um I have found the pillow face smash. So I have like this pillow maybe under me, but again, it's like I like have the, the space where yeah, I'm like yeah. basically almost flat. Um and then I will take two other pillows or or actually actually I correct that. Oftentimes, if I'm doing full face mesh, I won't have one under my head at all. Okay. But I will take two pillows and I will put them on either side of my face and I'll wedge them around my face so that they don't. So it's not like just pulling two pillows in, it's like holding the sides of my face. And then, like, the pillow might come up over my face a little bit too. So you can just see like this tiny little <laughs> my face. Um, but it covers my ears. And I've always enjoyed having my ears covered. This is just a funny little factoid. Even when I was a kid, if I'm sleeping, like I put my hair over my ear that's showing. Interesting. And okay. then I don't know, somehow I figure this out where I do pillow face mash and I wedge the pillows on the side of my face so I can't hear things. So there's no, there's no, you don't need white noise. You don't need any of that. There's not, the silence is gone in a way because you're it's like you have headphones on i have so many questions is this just <laughs> like when you're on your back or is I'm, like i do like back sleeping i'm not talking i'm not even talking about sleeping right now oh. like do you this do is, this while you're having sex i don't do this while i'm having sex okay you're sleeping <laughs> This is I purely like, sleeping. This, this is like this is like if you were to wake up and like find me though, like in the morning. It's like, just in the head. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. That's why all I can imagine is just seeing like this much of your face yep. and be like, what yep. the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it is truly just why I'm sleeping. If I do sleep on top of a pillow, then I will oftentimes put another pillow on top of my head. So it my ears and it just, I can fall asleep so fast. I could never fall asleep fast. It's like, I could hear all the things. Yeah. And there was like too much, like, and you didn't want to wear earplugs or like any of that. No, And I didn't always love, like, I've never loved having a fan noise and yeah, it's almost like it's too loud sometimes. And pillow face smash. Okay. That's what I've, that's what I've called it. So, I mean, (laughs) perhaps not the sexiest sort of wake up, but you know, if I can't hear anything, then it's excessive good. That's great. Wow. I'll have to try it. I really want to try it now. I'm going to go into the bed. My pillows. I need four to sleep. Okay. I'm a pillow connoisseur. I got two by my head I got one on each side of my body mm-hmm. I'm a side sleeper or like a back like this like I need all I need just yeah. put me in a little cocoon so do <laughs> you and your hubs ever like cuddle to go to sleep then not that much I mean sometimes I will if I'm feeling it but I get really hot with body on body heat and even if we have vein or the ac on or whatever i just like i'll do it for like a few minutes and then i'm like nah, I'm maybe on my own. yeah i mean yeah. sometimes i like to cuddle with somebody but then it depends on how much they jerk to go to sleep too i'm a jerker too yeah i do that a lot the other person is jerking and i'm like almost asleep and then i'm like i almost just got punched in the face with your oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Me. it's like my whole body just like <laughs> like a crazy shock mode yeah 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 mm. yeah good 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 
Good. Um, have you ever been, you were kind of talking about uh, positions that need strength and we're talking about positions a little bit, but have you ever been injured from sex? Um, no, uh, like minor injury, minor, you know, like bonk the nose or the eye or the something like that, but never enough to like be hurt enough to, um, like stop the act, but not like hurt. It just kind of like got me out of the mood. I had to fix my face kind of thing, mm. but not, not like in a bad way. Yeah. Just like thought I was bleeding. Wasn't. It's fine. It's fine, but not really in real injury. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. I've had a bloody nose once when I was making out with somebody. It was the first time I was making out with them. So I don't wish that on somebody. Oh, nothing actually. So it just like started bleeding yeah. and went in their mouth, which would have been better <laughs> going to hit in the nose. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> it probably, but that's okay. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Mm. Um, one of the things that I really like, and we can kind of, kind of wrap up things here as we, as we're going here, but one of the things I really like about the, what you're showing, how you're showing up. And I think through this conversation too, and how you're kind of sharing your business and how, I think exactly this of like breaking down, who do we have to be and celebrating the person that you are and not leaning into, um, Kind of like you, even when you first became a trainer and you're like, okay, this is how I have to conform and do the things in order to be valuable in my body. And I really am enjoying your, your content that you're making online where you're trying weird shit (laughs) that people are, are using as tools. So I don't know if I should call them tools, um, to change their body in ways that 100% does not work. But the way that your take is on it is, is like this comedic commentary that is really excellently done, um, with, I mean, cause they're brief, it's short and, mm-hmm. and you're driving home this point of, um, I don't know, of, of waste of money of this, like perception that that the process doesn't matter mm-hmm. right i think even like going back to like the process and so it's really appreciate the way you're doing that do you want to share a little bit about what you're doing and why you're doing that yeah it started kind of as like a little joke and now it's funny everyone will send me the they'll send me dms and tag me and silly things that come up but basically it's um i'll do videos with fitness, weight loss, or some sort of products that are supposed to change your body very quickly, instant, instant gratification, um, very gimmicky things. And I just provide some sort of comedic relief or humor with them because at this point, my audience, I've been speaking to the choir for years and years about how much process is so helpful and you can't change overnight. You can't spot tone and these five exercises are not going to build your butt in a week. Like this is just not how it is. And so there's a lot of people that take these products and give like a very scientific backing of why they don't work. Mine is like, look how stupid this is. Don't buy it. Cause it's so stupid and waste your money on it. So I, I mean, I've done probably like eight or 10 products at this point. I have another one coming this week. It's like so stupid. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's just like, 
how silly it is to buy a product that you think is going to work in, you know, with instant gratification, but also how silly it is to buy something to change something about your body that you didn't need to change anyway. Like, you know, you don't have to change the size of your waist. You don't have to make your ass bigger. You don't have to, you know, worry about your chin fat or your armpit fat or your bra fat or anything like that. And all these products make you do is believe that you need to be different. And uh, my whole goal is to have you understand that you are great the way you are. And it is okay to want to change certain things, but do it in a way that feels good and sustainable and fun for you. Not in a way that you throw away money because you think something's going to happen really fast. So really they've just been fun for me and a lot of the people that follow me now, but I'm just trying to get the word out there that it's like, these products don't work and they're very silly and they're just trying to take your money, but also you don't have to change. Yeah. You don't have to change. Yeah. Mm, Which is, um, this is why I'm like, this is going to be good because I think that's exactly what so much of this conversation has been it's like you don't have to change i think we learn things as we get older yeah i think we, we can learn how to slow down how to pay attention how to masturbate how to do butt stuff <laughs> yes and if you want to but it's like right. these are the things that like you know society points out that you have to have a smaller waist you have to have big ass you have to have big boobs it's like but you don't you do however have to pleasure yourself and feel happy and confident in your body. And you could do that with sex or strength training or whatever it may be. But if you have some armpit fat, like that's not something that you have to change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you've shared publicly about your journey with your hair. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this, this holding of, of body image of being able to look in the mirror, being able to say like, wow, I look like the shit today. And like, this is turning me on and be able to show up. And the way you walk into the room is different. I think mm-hmm. that is sexuality. That is, is somebody arriving in their sensual like self and which is connected to, you know, you, your mental game is going to be on, you're going to want to get into the gym. You're going to want to like eat a certain way. Like you totally good in so many different ways. And so I think this body image piece is so clutch in our journey of sexuality and, yeah. and like your share about your hair, I think is a really powerful one that falls into this category too. Yeah. I feel a lot more comfortable even with my hair and it hasn't really even changed in the past 10 years, but what Bonnie's talking about is I have very fine, very, very thin hair, a couple of spots in my head are a little bald spots, but I finally found like a hairstyle that I like and I feel confident. And I think that with all this other work that I've done, it's been super helpful that I haven't really had to think about it much, but still open to sharing that that is something that I still do think about sometimes. Right. Which is, I think that's like a beautiful way to cap this too, is that yeah, we just because we can like who we are in a moment doesn't mean that there's not things that are still maybe talking to us and that doesn't make it less value or or less valuable, more valuable or ourselves less or more. We're going to be always in this like weird internal dialogue of, of sorts, but also like more than one thing can exist there and you could arrive as you are and not have to change anything. Totally. Yes. Love that. 
I think you've got a way to end stories today. Of course. <laughs> Thanks for letting me be a part of it. You're like, so I told the story. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, so I've got to go tell my husband what I just talked about. So now that it's going to be on the internet in a few weeks, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be a turn on. I mean, just use it. Use it for what you want. <laughs> yeah. So Here's the link later. <laughs> Let me know. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even tell him anything. I just send him the link to the podcast. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> this is so you know why we're zooming Bonnie later for form checks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just remember that Tara is not doing OnlyFans on the TL method, but mm-hmm. don't do go to TL method to get yeah. strong or do hire Tara for one-on-one coaching so that then your physical prowess life can, you know, seep into everything else as well. Love it. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you, Tara. Okay. See you. See you. Thank you so much for getting your sexy on with me today. Hearing what you loved, what you learned, or what you're going to share with your lover makes me so damn happy. You can jump on my weekly sexy Sunday email. You can find that link in the show notes and we can connect through there. And it would super turn me on if you left a rating and review about how much this podcast is giving you life until next time.